Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? And we're into the final stretches of the BJ Show. Segment C, as we call it. That is John. I am Brad. Together we make... I don't know what we make. Um... It is a Friday, and TGIF, I always feel good about Fridays ever since I was a kid because you're thinking, oh, I get done at school today, and I got two days off. That's right. And cartoons. And especially with this warmer weather, Brad. Right, and cartoons on Saturday morning. Okay, let's continue our discussion. Once again, we try to stay local, but there's so much national stuff. So it comes out in the, we're talking about the situation with Biden and the documents. Mm-hmm. It comes out in the report that the guy who's his name is her h-e-r h-u-r i believe he um essentially makes a comment that when they interviewed president biden he couldn't tell them what years he was vice president he had no idea of what year he was vice president what year he wasn't and essentially in the report it states that the reason they're not going to charge him and Tell me if I'm wrong on this, John. I read this a couple mm-hmm. times. The reason they're not going to charge him is because if they put him in front of a jury, the jury would feel sorry for him because he is cognitive. What is it? Cognitively? I can't say that. What's the yeah, word? Yeah, cognitively. He's, he showed cognitive decline. Right. And that in front of a jury, the jury would find him to be a sympathetic um, character. Am I making that up or what? No, it's true. Yeah. And I'm going like, what in the world is this? This guy. And that's why when I was giving you a hard time earlier, I think most folks know and you know, but the, the phrase they used was a well-meaning elderly man. Right. With a poor memory. They added with a poor memory. Okay. Once again, I'm not defending Trump because I think what Trump did was sort of stupid with the documents, the whole bit, you know, and to the point where it's like, why do you want that stuff? You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, like, well, and in Trump's case, not to interrupt, but in Trump's case, it could also be more than a bit of petulance. Well, I'm I, but, you know, why would you want all those documents? I don't understand that. I mean, and, you know, the crazy thing about this is, which I find, find fascinating. Let's go back 30 years. And for you, John, that would put you back, what, like in high school or something like that, right? Yeah. Okay, let's go back 30 years when the computers really start to take charge. And, you know, Steve Gates uh, or Bill Gates is cranking out IBM PCs and Jobs and the boys are cranking out, you know, all these uh, wonderful Macintoshes and Apple IIcs yeah. and things like that. And both of them are saying, there will come a time, there will come a day when we won't have any more paper documents. Yeah, paper documents, paperless society. Right, a paperless society. We have more paper than ever because you hit a button on your computer and your printer spits out 25 pages in less than a minute, whereas in the old days, it would yes, take you... you had to wait. Right, well, in the old days, it would take you hours to type that stuff. You know, you go yeah, back... of course. You go back and you watch some of these movies in World War II where, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're literally, they're typists. There's typist pools. There's literally pools yes. of... And mainly women, let's be honest, mainly women sitting in rooms typing documents because that's all they did. Because nowadays, yeah. we don't have that. Nowadays, we have scanners. We have OCR and stuff like that. So... Here's my point. Trump, they're saying, well, he didn't work with us. That's why we had to have the FBI come in and raid him. But Biden's excuse is, hey, man, once I found these things, I said, come on in. You know, take a look at everything. 
So he's saying he's not guilty because of the fact that he's letting, he admitted to the fact that, oh man, I screwed up. I let, yep. you know, I can't some of these documents. Okay, can I make Brad's stupid analogy? Yeah. Okay, Brad steals a car, John steals a car. Mm-hmm. Brad takes the car and hides it away in a storage unit somewhere, and light of day, that car never sees for like two years. John steals the car, and after a couple of weeks, decides, you know what, this wasn't quite right, and he shows up to the police department one day and says, hey, you know, I stole this car, I don't feel right about this, it's in my garage, you can go get it, and, and please don't charge me because I showed up. Right? <laughs> right. Get what I'm saying? I'm I mean, self-reporting. I mean, the idea being is... <clears throat> yeah. Are you less guilty than me because you admitted the fact that you stole the car? Or am I Absolutely the guilty? Absolutely not. Why? And some would argue that I'm that I'm actually being selfish because I, it feels really good for me to admit it and to relieve my burden. But I, I committed the same crime you did. Right. And if if we take this to the extreme, anybody who says says you know like you know you're in front of the judge and the judge says why did you punch this guy in the mouth? Well, you know I punched him in the mouth and the next day I felt bad and I went to the police department. And I said yeah I punched that guy in the mouth. Well, that's the case where no charges, no battery charges at all. No, that's not what's going to happen. You're still going to end up. Everybody listening who's ever raised a child, and Brad, you've raised four, knows that when you have that conversation, everybody's heard from their kid, but I said I'm sorry. (laughs) And then you you, you have to have that painful conversation where you acknowledge, and, and that was the right thing to do, fill in the blank child. But that doesn't change the fact that you socked him in his jaw, or, you know? Or the other one was, I didn't mean it. That's the other one. Yeah, 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 I didn't mean it. I didn't really mean it. See, and then he has the press conference last night, and I'm telling you, I'm listening before we go on the air this morning. I'm listening to, to uh, Fox. I'm listening to CNN. Everybody is talking about this press conference last night. Yes. where Where he just, I'm telling you, it's kind, John, let's be honest. It's kind of spooky, don't you think? I do. I do. I do. And you know what? And, you know, I'm, literally dozens of other people have pointed this out. But you juxtapose that interview or that press conference next to Tucker Carlson with Putin. And you see what one leader of a civilized nation says. And you see what the other one says and how they comport themselves. And it's night and day. Right. And, and But see, the interesting part of it is, and once again... I'm a guy who's publicly said, I will say it again right now because I don't want anybody to say, well, you're just a Trumper. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, the race should be between Nikki Haley and this Dean Phillips guy. If you don't know who Dean Phillips is, I'm very impressed by him. He's a Democrat, has an interesting past. Matter of fact, a lot of uh, sad things in his life. His father was killed in the Vietnam War when he was six months old. Um, Sharp as a tack. He's a Democrat from, I believe, Minnesota. Isn't that where he's from, Minnesota? Yeah, yes. And and once again, Nikki Haley, Tulsi Gabbard. I mean, even some of these other guys. I mean, the interesting thing was that there's a there's a clip that's going around that apparently Trump is calling various people, and one of the people he calls is Joe Rogan, and he says, "Joe, you know who should I consider for my vice president?" And Joe told him, "Vivek." Vivek Ramaswamy, oh, yeah, okay. and Trump says back to him, this is Joe Rogan saying this, Trump says back to him, you know what, everybody asks says the same thing. So once again, I say, let's have some fresh blood, mm-hmm. let's, get, let's get Dean Phillips or somebody else. What bothers me now is, on both sides of the equation, it's this hocus pocus, we've got everything all, all you know, figured out. 
how is it that Nikki Haley, how is it that Nevada has a primary and a caucus and Nikki Haley loses by 40 points to none of the above, you know, which is when yep. you think about that, you go like, that's sort of sad if you if you lose to nobody. Yep. And yet Trump walks away with the 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 uh, the delegates from Nevada. I'm going like, OK, this is like sort of spooky stuff. And once again, there was a point was last week, the week before where the Republicans were saying, you know what? We don't even think we need to have any primaries anymore. And the Democrats are having these fake primaries where, you know, Joe Biden wins in South Carolina. They're symbolic. Yeah, right. they're not real. But yet there's only four percent of the people that vote. And it's going like, yeah. OK, yeah. how is that, you know, an indicator of, oh, man, and, and, and the Democrats, oh, my God, he run, res- went resoundingly in, in South Carolina. Well, because most of the people didn't show up to vote. That's why he, you know, I mean, once again, if, if what's sad about it is you see some of these school board elections, some of the mayoral elections where, you know, where the, somebody wins and they won because 5% of the people showed yeah. up to vote. Uh, and an abysmal amount. And, well, frankly, let's look at school board elections, too. And then when there's a controversial issue, people say, how in the heck did these fruitcakes get on the school board? Well, 11% of people showed up to vote. You know? Right. And and the interesting thing about this is, let's let's talk about that for a minute because that's an interesting topic in itself. One of the interesting things, and I had this discussion with someone yesterday who I have a lot of heated discussion. Well, not heated, but we have some spirited discussions because this particular person is very left leaning, and and I am not. I'm I'm not in that camp. I'm not. If, I've said it before. I'm a libertarian, and I really do believe that people go and it's funny because people always think that you're an anarchist you know an anarchist is an anarchist anarchist says no rules it's sort of like what's that movie the purge you know yeah where yeah. where anarchists to us anarchists to a certain extent say purge 365 in other words anything you want to do any th- yep. any day of the week any day free of the year for right free for all you want to go out and and you know shoot people hey that's fine you want to go out and rob a bank and eh, no big deal okay the discussion I had yesterday was the situation with school boards. And for a long time, it was a known fact. And, John, you're the political expert. You know, call, reel me in if I'm wrong. For a long time, it was a known fact that the National Education Association, in other words, the teachers union, would mm-hmm. essentially promote certain people to school boards who essentially were either NEA, you know, Employees, yeah, NEA members are would essentially tow the NEA line. So in other words, they they have their own. What you're saying is they have their own slate, and that continues today. Right, and essentially what happens is the unions end up running the school districts because of exactly right because of the fact that not only do they control the teachers, but they also control the board as well too. And within like the last, you know, three, four, five years, you've seen this happen in a lot of districts. It happened in Francis Howell, where a lot of the people said, you know, what is this? Who are these union people? You know, who are these people that are getting on a school board? And if the yeah. NEA said jump, you know, the, the board members ask how high on the way up, you know, and there's a backlash on that. People saying now, but once again, the flip side of that is some of these people are getting their school board, you know, against the NEA, you know, led led members are wackadoodles themselves and you could say they go a little too far well like are you in, are you in are you in rockwood where you live or where are you were you in parkway or where, where parkway yeah okay okay the gal who used to be on tracy station who got elected to the rockwood board you know what i'm talking about oh the uh yeah jess uh gosh her i, I can't think of her last name right and Jessica Clark was her name, right? Well, but she's got a couple different names. That's the interesting yeah, thing. Yeah, that's well, yeah, they're yeah, that's for sure. Right. And she was one of the original people on Tracy Station. 
fruitcake. I'm saying, you know, I'm, I'm just saying that, okay? Looney Tunes, okay? I mean, way out there, okay? And yet, and she actually ran a website promoting the fact that, that you, you would hire her and she would teach you as a woman how to, how, how to marry a rich guy. Okay. Yeah, it was the, the how to how to engage in the sugar lifestyle. I think right. was the way that she, <laughs> I'm going that she like, put it. Yeah. I'm going like, oh, hold on a minute now. This woman's going to be on the school board. Someone who's teaching women how to marry rich dudes. So yeah. I'm going like, I don't know if I like this or not. Well, that's upward mobility, right, Brad? <laughs> well, I don't mean to undermine your original point, but I mean that's that's female entrepreneurship, right? But to me, the educational system should promote. I I'll get in trouble when I say this. Should promote family values, you know. Yeah, and re- well, and also, if anything, first of all, my only quibble with that sentence, Brad, is that it would is that let's start with reading, writing, and arithmetic, and classroom basics, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not quibbling with what you're saying. I'm saying, but but you wouldn't even need to. And this is you know Scott Fawn from this week in Missouri politics brings this up all the time. We wouldn't have so many arguments about CRT. And and, you know, white shaming and all these victimhood narratives and and and, you know, letting boys use girls bathrooms and whether that's gender identity or not. If we focused on getting our test scores up, we wouldn't spend so much time talking about DEI. Once again, one of the stories this morning that's probably that, you know, you don't do a lot of the local news on your on your johncombest.com site. But one of the stories is there's more garbage going on with the Wentz or with the. the, the, Yeah, you're exactly. Well, Andrew Bailey's involved in that because of the behind closed doors conversations about letting boys use girls locker rooms and bathrooms. Right. The Wentzville district and then the Francis Howell district. There's more stuff going on about what the criteria is going to be. The curriculum is going to be for the black studies courses. I'm going, okay, what? You know, and the crazy thing about this is, okay, let's say I'm a guy who runs an auto repair shop. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to hire mechanics or is that called technicians nowadays? And I have five guys apply, and four of them said they went to rank and tech, and they have their you know, diploma in auto repair. And the fifth guy says he went to uh, Mizzou, and he studied, uh, he studied uh, Egyptian studies, and he's mm-hmm. an expert in ancient Egypt. Okay, guess which guy's not getting hired? You know, I mean, it's to the point yeah. where it's like, it's like, once again, I know we were talking apples and oranges. Where essentially I'm saying, let's teach practical stuff. I've talked about this before. That when I went to school, we had woodworking class, we had metalworking class. That's all gone in most high schools. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I can't imagine you like walking into your alma mater or mine and seeing kids using a wood lathe or using a drill press. It just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. And to the point where. If you, I talk to clients on a daily basis. I talk to clients, you know, trying to get them to advertise. If I talk talk to HVAC guys that own the companies, you know what every last one of them will say? I can't find enough qualified people. Yeah, I can't. I, I had along the same lines. I had a locksmith out here not long ago, and he said that you know he wanted to retire years ago, but he can't find young guys that want to be locksmiths because nobody wants to work for first of all nobody wants to work but secondly why would you want to go learn a trade something that you could use in every part of the world fixing locks you know well I, you know I, I, I quite honestly i find that fascinating i i'm sort of a, a nerd when it comes to locksmithing believe it or not i can i've got my rekeying kits and stuff like that i can i can rekey locks i actually can i actually i shouldn't admit this but <laughs> there's a whole thing called lock sport have you heard this before no i haven't heard of this lock, is this on espn2 no it's espn46 i think this is what this was on <laughs> but this is where you you essentially they give guys locks 
and they say, oh, and they time them with how quick they can pick the locks. Or nah, they, it or, sounds like a Sean Connery movie. Or if they can pick them. Well, what's funny, once you know how to pick a lock, you see these things on TV, you go, oh, that's not how you do it. It doesn't work that way. You know, <laughs> it doesn't work like that That's not all. how it works. There's no way they're picking that lock like that. You know, unless it's some piece of junk lock that, you know, that, that you know like you could stick a toothpick in and open the thing. Yeah, yeah. Or use the old credit card swipe trick. We used to have to do that in our dorm rooms. If you'd get locked out, you know that trick? You slide it, oh, yeah, slide yeah, a yeah. card between. Oh, yeah, I'm sure yeah. you're an expert on that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're done for the day. Some people would say, hooray, hooray, hooray. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty up next. Uh, Armstrong and Getty are next. Have a good day, John. Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? 